atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Pray you had a God, family, and country-filled weekend. And I hope you always stand for the protection of life, liberty, and property. That's what this broadcast is all about, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of Saturday's show. Sam Bushman and Sheriff Richard Mack were together for two hours. We talked about this headline that said, Unless America's economic engine is restarted, we will be plunged into a great depression since the coronavirus has hit our shores 22 plus million unemployed and skyrocketing that's serious problems folks members of the quote house freedom caucus sent a letter to president donald trump on friday calling for the economy to be reopened as businesses across the country continue to struggle they realize the importance of reopening the uh, economy more government, ladies and gentlemen, is not the answer to these economic problems. Opening the economy is the answer. Coronavirus vaccine researchers using tissue of aborted babies now. Yeah, it's so bad that Senators Marco Rubio and Rick Scott of Florida have joined with Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi and 30 other Senate Republicans to urge President Donald Trump to maintain pro-life protections amid this research. Do not allow a baby uh, aborted tissue to be used in the vaccines, they say. In a letter to the president, they thanked President Donald Trump for uh, defending the sanctity of life, including fetal tissue and cells. And I would like to jump aboard these, with these senators and thank President Donald Trump. We're grateful for his leadership on the pro-life efforts, and we want to join with him and push for more. By the way, would you take a coronavirus vaccine? That's one question. But then the next question is, would you take the coronavirus vaccine knowing that it had aborted baby tissue cells in it? Serious questions, huh? Or do we just ignore all that? By the way, the doctor who discovered HIV... His name is Luke, I think you say Montagnier. I'm sure I'm butchering his French name. <laughs> he is confident that COVID-19 was created in a lab. Yeah, and he went on a French medical podcast. Uh, according to the French newspaper, how do you say this thing? La Pression. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and he basically says, hey, listen, <laughs> this thing was created in a virus, I have no doubt. I'm sorry, this is created in a lab. This virus was created in a lab, I have no doubt. Wow. Serious, serious allegations. I agree with him, though. Evidence is pointing that way for sure. 
Maybe it's naturally occurring in terms of the underlying viruses, but they have been uh, literally spliced together in a weaponized version. That's the point being made. But the mainstream uh, United States press doesn't seem to be willing to talk about that at all. In fact, you bring that up and they say you're a nut, you're a conspiracy theorist, and they just, uh, you know, won't go there. Larry Clayman <clears throat> speaks out as well, along with this French medical expert. Larry Clayman, well-known attorney with Freedom Watch. China confirmed as the coronavirus creator. He says we've got confidential sources in China along with public public whistleblowers that have confirmed this months ago. He said that's why my organization, Freedom Watch, has started a class action lawsuit against the communist Chinese. Trump to governor's court, you're going to call the shots. President preps his plans to reopen the country. I am grateful for President Trump recognizing uh, the governor's role in this, and I'm grateful they're working together in productive ways. Good news as we work on opening the country. FBI, quote, coronavirus-related research has now been hacked by foreign governments, according to the Western Journal. This is a serious business article as well. In other words, all these research sites have now been hacked, according to the FBI. I mean, scary stuff, folks. The CDC, believe it or not, is playing games now and has shifted the way deaths from the COVID-19 are, quote, counted and categorized in the United States. It used to have to be confirmed, but now they use what are called probable cases. So they've never done a test, for instance. But they say, well, you know, the guy had kind of some symptoms. And so we're going to categorize this death as a probable. And now the death count numbers skyrocket. And that's what happened in uh, China as well. That's what's happening in New York City. They had about 7,000 deaths. Instantly, they put in the probable cases, and now it's well over 10,000 and skyrocketing. And then we have the audacity to claim that the numbers from the Chinese aren't reliable. Folks, this is disaster. If we're going to do that, um, then everybody who's had some symptoms can say, I had the virus too on uh, probable, right? I mean, is that logical? Do they do that with the flu? Why don't we put the flu numbers side by side with the coronavirus numbers and discuss this openly, honestly? They won't do it, folks. You got to ask why. Stanford University uh, did a new study, and their research teams released data on Friday from the nation's, quote, first widespread community test for COVID-19 antibodies in the blood. You ready for this? The results show the virus's spread could be far wider than previously believed. At first, you say, oh, that's horrible. And then you say, wait a minute, that's good news, because if the spread is far wider than people have previously believed, and uh, there's not more deaths, then you say that must mean most people don't have as much of a problem with it as we once thought. Everybody's not dying. In fact, and so now we need to set it up alongside the cold and pneumonia and discuss that in an open, honest fashion. Looks like the uh, Kentucky governor, Andy Beshear, has defied direct orders from the U.S. courts, the federal courts. The U.S. Attorney General and the Department of Justice in his continued attacks on Christians and so Liberty Council has filed lawsuit in federal court against the Kentucky governor, 
saying, listen, he's hostile to Christians, and this has got to stop. Boy, howdy, is that right? Coronavirus, by the way, has been freewheeling in California since December, says a government official who happens to be a doctor as well. His name is Jeff Smith. And he's saying, listen, guys, we've had this way longer than others realize and or are willing to admit. Oh, boy, I've been saying that for a long time. Good work, Dr. Jeff. Michael Cohen, they say, will be released from prison 18 months earlier than scheduled. Who is that? You say that's Trump's former lawyer due to concerns over the coronavirus. By the way, police arrested protesters in an open North Carolina rally. Restless citizens demanded that business in the state be allowed to reopen. They got all arrested and stuff. They were doing their best to, uh, you know, what, support social distancing guidelines? But nevertheless, they got arrested. There's a lot going on in this battle, folks, to the point where, you know, it's really starting to get to where, what do you call it, fake news is surrounding the coronavirus everywhere. We literally have destroyed the economy on the altar of this is so horrible, and now we're finding out it's not what we thought at all. Is it going to go down in this big coronavirus hoax? Now, that's the problem. I believe the coronavirus is real and people are dying. It's not completely a hoax. But with the amount of liberty they have stolen in the name of the coronavirus, with the amount of panic and expenditures and literally destroying our whole society, they're miscounting deaths on the coronavirus left and right to the point where they've lost all credibility. You've got a government credibility crisis like you have never seen before. Wow. All right. Without further ado, that's a recap of Saturday's two-hour hard-hitting broadcast. News the network refused to use starts now. Lil Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, is with us. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Great to be here, Sam and Kurt. It's good to be with you. I must apologize, though. <laughs> I just, uh, just barely uh, realized I hadn't. You're all good. We'll watch for that. Kurt Cosby wants to tell you about Chinese Airlines in the meantime. Kurt? Awesome. Mm, Chinese Airlines. Well, yeah, Sam, the bottom line is, uh, you know, as normal, when you have a whole glut of items, uh, you lower the price. And they've actually, what is it, 5% of the uh, regular fare is what they're charging. Yeah, they say it's about as much as a cup of coffee there, Kurt. Yeah, the cruise lines are going to have to do the same thing, eh? You know, you know, like a normal two thousand dollar cruise will be like what twenty bucks, and then uh, maybe they'll get folks on there, huh? Wow, what do you think of that, Lol? Do you think uh, so? That was basically late February that story broke. So about a month, or a little over a month ago, do you think uh, that we, you know, we're about a month they say behind the communist Chinese in this? We're taking a strikingly similar actions as the communists, or is what concerns me as well. Nevertheless, right after the pause, Lowell, what do you think? Are we going to have flights? They're going to be about the price of a cup of coffee there, and uh, well, maybe not because we're bailing out our uh, airlines, and so they might not need to take that kind of a cut in their supply there. Uh, anyway, interesting stuff, but we're following the same trajectory as the communists are uh, in terms of locking people down. Maybe it's not as extreme, but it's getting there in some states. I'll tell you that right now. Lowell Nelson in seconds.
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from Range magazine.com just click on the shopping cart the loving liberty radio network salutes the spirit of the american west and those who are keeping it alive at range magazine for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Yeah, Chinese Airlines offering flights cheaper than a cup of coffee about a month ago. Are we going to get there, Lowell? Hey, that's cool. You know, if the marketplace is allowed to fluctuate uh, according to uh, supply and demand models, natural supply and demand models, then absolutely it might be that way. You know, if a person uh, has enough, if the, if the demand uh, far outstrips supply, then prices go up. If the demand is lower than the supply, uh, uh, then prices go down. So, yeah, it could happen here. You just never know. Yes, indeed. We sure pray. Um, not that I want it to go down to uh, the price of a cup of coffee, but you know what? I like that a whole lot better than the bailout where they get a bunch of money from the government. In other words, I pay for it in taxes, and then they say they don't need to drop the price because they're doing fine. That would be a little bit worse than the communist Chinese, huh, Lowell? Well, yeah. See, I, I, I noticed that Allegiant Air, which uh, flies out of Provo, Utah, uh, they their prices are to some destinations are very low. I mean, it reminds me of the days of Southwest when you could fly anywhere for, for 19 bucks. Uh, Allegiant, for about 50 bucks, you can fly to three different locations uh, here from Provo, Utah. So, you know, there are airlines out there that don't charge an arm and a leg for transportation. <sighs> there you have it. Kind of crazy, but, you know, interesting, interesting news around the world, economically speaking. And the problem that I have with it is we've taken such drastic, draconian actions without real data to back up our claims or our proposed or our concerns. Or And they would say, well, we had to because we don't have the data. Sam, and my response is, no, you don't need to destroy my rights in a crisis, especially when you don't have a solid leg to stand on. That's for sure. Mom goes viral. Kurt? 
Very good, Sam. Uh, this story is about a uh, well, a lady uh, happened to be in a Hobby Lobby bathroom uh, with her son, and uh, another lady happened to be in there, you know, watching this. And the headline reads: "Mom goes viral for addressing disrespectful son with bathroom push-ups." Yep, I guess they had a Facebook post. I, there's some good use for that uh, that lauded this unnamed mother for enforcing respectful behavior via push-ups during a shopping trip to Hobby Lobby. This happened in Colleen, Texas. Probably not New York. I mean, the mom would be locked up for sure. Uh, but anyway, the uh, shopper, Molly Wooden, spotted this mother in the bathroom teaching her son a pointed lesson about respectful behavior. She took a picture, posting it to Facebook alongside a message of praise and support for doing the hard work of training up a respectful young man. Wow. There you go. Pretty interesting stuff, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think of that? Um that's not quite as draconian as the coronavirus, but it's getting there, isn't it, uh, Lowell? <laughs> well, hats off to the to the mother who's helping to train a son to be respectful. I I think that's the uh, that's what all parents should do, and uh, it's unfortunate that. Well, it, it's good that she got the the news about it. It's unfortunate she got chastised from the you know authorities. About yeah, what's it. interesting to me is every private act of life in the fundamental leader of society, the family, is being, quote, paraded and attacked uh, for yeah. everybody to express an opinion on. And again, you know what? I um, am responsible for my children. Kurt and you, got, you, Lola, are responsible for your children. This lady is responsible for her children. Look, we're not raising kids in a societal, quote, fish tank folks and let's remember that when it comes to liberty this is ridiculous um because you know what there's a lot of tactics that we could debate about parenting uh and about uh, discipline and I mean, we can go on and on but i'm just telling you we're starting to get everything in our lives um kind of the fish tank idea where everybody stands back and looks into the fish tank and you know scrutinizes and then everybody has a quote opinion or it is the problem is government's back certain agendas and before you know it you're in trouble for raising your own kids, Lowell. <laughs> then that will increase. The more the, the more the surveillance state grows, then the more likely it is that uh, do-gooders, busybodies will have an increasing say in how you, you know, behave. Whether that's with raising your children or, or uh, you know, how you uh, conduct business. Um, anyway, the the more the more surveillance. And the bigger that state grows, then the more tendency, the stronger the tendency is for others to have a say into your stewardship. What what is rightfully your stewardship given to you by God, they're going to want to say in it because, you know, they, their agenda really is to break up the family. It's to thwart the purposes of the family and the purposes of God. So you can you can count on that as the surveillance state grows sad but true kurt you know, i find the, this uh, more valuable uh, uh even though it's a month old story i find it more valuable today than when you gave it to me a month ago sir well, and uh, another thing uh, that this highlights, so many times the social media is used in a negative way, I believe. Um, in this case, you've got um, the Facebook user says, To the woman in the Hobby Lobby bathroom, if my hands weren't full of children, I would have applauded you. Um, as your son gave you the back talk of the century, you stayed calm and collected while adding 10 more push-ups to his already growing number. Uh, she continued, We need more parents like you 
who aren't afraid to parent their own children because of what someone else might think. He said, Mama, this is the bathroom floor. Gross. She said, Maybe you shouldn't have been acting obnoxious. They have soap for a reason. Ten more. Uh, random woman of Hobby Lobby, I love you. Keep on raising them boys right. Uh, anyway, bottom line is... Uh, and I'm glad those haven't been stuff. stricken from Facebook, those good comments. And there you go. But anyway, it's as relevant today as it was a month plus ago when Kurt gave it to me. And again, we're trying to get to all stories. Going as quick as I can to everything we've got, folks. And man, it's massive. I'll tell you that right now. Utah Business Revival Rally happened on Saturday. They've been doing this all over the country. Lowell, Utah, no exception, and Lowell was there. It was it was awesome, uh, Sam, Kurt. Uh, it was really, it started at 5 p.m. Uh, uh, organizers kept the location, exact location, somewhat hidden until Saturday afternoon because they didn't want, you know, authorities uh, messing up the, the rally. And so people were sort of, uh, they knew it was going to happen somewhere downtown, and uh, they, they, they just tuned in to a Facebook post or something in the last, uh, you know, a couple hours before the rally happened. And, and meanwhile, they had been, you know, been downtown. Uh, I got there, I don't know, about 4.30, 4.45 or whatever. And, and uh, there were, I don't know, several dozen people on the street corners. We walked in, and within... Within another 15 minutes, you know, by 5 o'clock, there were hundreds of people milling about there at 451 South State Street in downtown Salt Lake City, the uh, Salt Lake City County Courthouse, apparently, at 451 South. And, uh, you know, some people, they were guessing, uh, uh, you know, like seven or 800 people. I even saw a news report reporting over 1,000 people gathered. I suppose that's possible uh, if, if, if those people, uh, you know, just came and went. My own estimate was about three, three to 400 people, but, boy, it was good to see the people outside again, Sam, basking in the sunshine, chatting with friends and family, munching down on some, some uh, restaurant fare that they'd picked up on the way to support downtown businesses that are struggling, obviously. Uh, Channel 2, Channel 5, Fox News, Channel 13, uh, they were all there with mics and cameras. You know, it was just, I, I didn't watch any of the reports on the news that night, however. Did you guys see anything uh, publicized Saturday night about this uh, this rally? I didn't know well, much about it. I did read a couple of headlines about it that weren't very favorable, sir. Surprise. Well, I guess that's par for the course. Kurt, what did you see Saturday night? I haven't. Well, that's what I was looking through. I haven't really seen much. Uh, you'd think a big thing like that would give some good headlines, especially if they showed up, but not really because uh, it doesn't fit the establishment line, um, Lowell. Yeah, well, I was I, 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 I looked for these uh, news reports last night. What I don't know is whether they came were issue, you know aired live or not. I, I imagine they were. I mean, they were all videos of the news uh, commentators talking about the, the rally, and, of course, they had live pictures, live footage of the rally, and uh, I even got pictured in one of them. And most of the coverage was pretty favorable, actually. They you know, talked about the rally and the importance of op- reopening businesses in Utah. And, and uh, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really a lot of fun. You know, and, and I realized that, you know, after, um, uh, you know, meeting and greeting so many of my old friends from all over the state, really, mainly from Salt Lake Valley, but we had people from Weber and 
Davis County there as well as Utah County and so forth. I mean, it was a, a ton of fun. It was an emotional boost, really. Um, one of the one of the funniest, one of the best things about the rally was just walking around to see what posters and signs people had written up for the occasion. Uh, one said, "Health is re- is the responsibility of the individual, not government." And of course, this was similar to, to my sign, which said, "You are not responsible for my health." And uh, in fact, I spoke into the bullhorn on that very topic for several minutes when the opportunity presented itself. I had a couple of other incredible signs we'll talk about. I've got a favorite from the from the ones that Lowell listed, although there were literally hundreds, folks. Liberty Roundtable Live. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, Lowell Nelson attends and reports on the rally in Salt Lake City, Utah. They call it a Utah Business Revival Rally. These rallies have been going on all over the country. Uh, Folks have been getting arrested, etc. Did you see a heavy hand from the cops? Did anybody get arrested? I guess it was very hard to practice, quote, social distancing, huh, Lowell? Yeah, well, not a single uh, arrest that I saw, not a single law enforcement officer in uniform that I saw anyway. There may have been undercover, but but uh, nobody overtly. It was a very peaceful rally. Uh, people got on the bullhorn. You know, a couple dozen people just uh, went up and, and spoke, uh, put, but, you know, put out there, you know, whatever was on their mind, uh, some uh, focused on business, reopening of business. Some talked about the the pandemic, and some t- like me talked about health, what people ought to be doing, enjoying the sunshine, getting the fresh air. Anyway, so um, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Uh, and you're reading more- signs everywhere, huh? <laughs> the signs were the one of the best parts. Uh, this, one sign said, uh, "Closing the gap of social distancing, free hugs if you dare." You know. This sign uh, was held up by one of my friends, so of course we gave each other a big bear hug, and and that guy he was hugging uh, people all afternoon, and uh, and and people just loved it. Uh, you know, there's something very healthy about a hug, Sam. By the way, a doctor Shiva, we had him on. Uh, I don't know, a week or two Saturday, Saturday ago, whatever, uh, and he basically talked about you know what this social distancing is the biggest problem. People are social uh, creatures. People need hugs and loves and touches and friendships and associations and and without that believe it or not their stress levels skyrocket uh, their home hormones get out of whack uh, and their normal um calming chemicals in their brains and everything starts to go out the window people need this relationship he believes that's one of the biggest things we could do uh, to fight this and strengthen people's immune systems and he believes this is a, an immune system debate uh, and how to strengthen it not a debate about sickness and vaccines and a very interesting twist on this but dr shiva doubles down and talks about exactly what you're saying lol well, I, I tell you what, Sam, it was an exhilarating was the word I used because I gave a bunch of hugs and I got a bunch of hugs a Saturday evening and, and it really felt wonderful. It felt like I was coming home. It felt like uh, life was back to normal again. I mean, it was really a wonderful, heartwarming feeling. Another poster, I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. Related was another sign that went, give me liberty or give me death. 
by COVID-19 if necessary, <laughs> which uh, those signs remind me of Ben Franklin's statement, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Sure, yeah, we can all sit at home, uh, Sam, but at some point, if everybody's sitting at home, then the people at home are going to lack for food, water, clothing, heat, other basic necessities of life. It is basically a voluntary retreat to the Stone Age of hunters and gatherers if, if all we do is just sit at home, Sam. Um, quarantine is when you restrict the movement of sick people, read one sign. Tyranny is when you restrict the movement of healthy people. Now, see, that's my favorite one, because I think that's really the key here, where the government has crossed the line at many, many, many levels. Look, I get if someone's super sick where you could say, listen, you know what? We may not have complete authority here, but when someone's known to be sick, and this is known to be super spreadable, whatever the words are you want to say, super viral, whatever. Um, you know, I get saying, look, we really need to not let this person just get everybody sick. There's a lot of vulnerable people that, you know, your rights end where mine begins, so to speak. Um, so, you know, I get that. But when you start to restrict, quote, healthy people, then you start to get a problem. And then you go, well, we don't know if they're healthy or not. But you never know that from any disease or any sickness, right? You never know if they're going to go berserk either. But you still, in the name of freedom, have to live side by side, hopefully peacefully. That's a chance you have to take in a free society. I mean, we could lock everybody down in a bubble, and it might be safer, right? Uh, Interesting discussion, but important to highlight this. That's my favorite one, Lowell. (laughs) I love it, Sam. I thought you were going to mention the one that says, don't let the mask become a muzzle, <laughs> which is, you know, relates to uh, broadcasting and, and telling the, the real news story, not the fake news story. But, but yeah, there were a, a ton of the signs. I, I, we can't uh, tell them all. There were probably a hundred different signs, every one of them unique, uh, homemade, you know, made on the kitchen table with markers. And I mean, it was well thought uh, out. People are wonderful. expressing their views. And <laughs> Kurt, what's your favorite sign? Well, I saw several, um, at least to answer Lowell's earlier uh, comment about uh, does, was there any coverage. I do see some uh, stories about it. Uh, one of them, uh, you know, I see Honk for Liberty. I always enjoy those kind of things. Uh, unemployed Lives sign? Matter. Uh, yes, sir. Was there um, any honking, Lowell? Oh, tons of honking. All, in there fact, you go. It's incessant. Incessant from 5 to 7.30. Honks everywhere, just all night long. It was almost too loud you couldn't even talk you know in, on the sidewalk but back away towards the building away from the, uh, the 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 state street then boy you could hear over there okay but i mean on the street it was loud and noisy like uh, ron paul says freedom is popular on kurt couldn't have said it any better sam good point go ahead sir <laughs> keep going don't bow out well, keep rolling kurt you're on a roll buddy uh, and so that's all the ones that I Those saw. Those are the signs like, you saw, but then you, you know. have an article to answer at Lowell's question, too, right? All right. Uh, well, yeah, I said a couple, of, one from KSL and one from Deseret News, basically the same story. I don't really follow all the, you know, KUTV and stuff, and I hope that the media understands this simple point that uh, the really, the, I mean, a lot of times they're, kind of happy lately because they say well I, we're getting a lot more eyeballs people watching the news and and uh, newspapers etc but the bottom line is if there aren't is no economic activity it'll trickle down or up or whatever you call it to even to them 
All right. What do the headlines say for the mainstream articles? Uh, Lowell asked a specific question. So you got hundreds gathered to rally. Hold on. He asked a question. Do you remember what it was? Not really. All right. His question was, how favorable was the mainstream press to this? I didn't get to review it. Uh, Did you guys? That's in his hundreds. So you have hundreds gathered to rally for revival of Utah business. Wendy Leonard. That's pretty positive if you ask me I agree. the headline is um and uh you know so i i'm i mean that's pretty much the the tone of the stories that i see and it's refreshing that they actually uh you know covered it that way i think all right there you go lol yeah that's very encouraging um uh, uh i I'm, I'm happy to hear that <laughs> one one last one last time i have to mention uh it was written by an adolescent, right? So somebody in, like, grade school, uh, maybe fifth grade, sixth grade or something, had written a sign, uh, my parents suck at teaching, <laughs> because he, this student wants to get apparently. <laughs> but, uh, but the way he wrote the words were just hilarious. He, he spelled my, instead of M-Y, he, he, he spelled it M-I, like me, you know, Spanish me. Me, 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 parents, uh, and use an I instead of an E in spelling parents. Suck at teaching and teaching was T E E T H I N G teaching. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, but you got to think it was a little bit on purpose, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this wasn't not just a kid clueless. This is a pretty educated <laughs> kid laying it out, uh, making the points pretty poignantly. Now, it's also funny too. The governments have been. Um, Government schools have been rolling out information. I guess they rolled out a big old piece talking about how horrible homeschool was, and they had a bunch of uh, misspellings in there. You know, they said homeschool's really bad. That wasn't a joke, though. That was, you know, they were trying to do their best, and it didn't go so well. Oh, really? Well, one of my hope is that the parents that will will realize how, uh, you know, how helpful and how easy and fun home education, your homeschooling can be. And uh, they, they'll realize maybe, some of them hopefully, that uh, they can do it a whole lot better than the government schools can. And uh, maybe they'll decide not to send their children, their students back to school when yeah. they open. You can homeschool at Mikasa, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mikasa. All right. Um, I guess uh, the, this, these themes that we're talking about, about liberty, really implies the counsel of Dr. Shiva and many other physicians that we're finding out about that I don't see anywhere really in the mainstream press. I don't see on President Trump's press briefings. I don't see anywhere except for an alternative news solutions like ours, Lowell. Well, you don't because they want to keep it uh, quiet, I guess. Um, <laughs> some of the real solutions, they they, see, they, they, won't, they they thrive on sick people. If you think about the medical community, and the pharmaceutical community, they thrive on sick people. That's how they make their money. And so in some ways, it really works at cross-purposes with the interests of the citizenry. Um, you know, and, and as, as more people, this is the other thing that might happen, Sam, which I, I find is a hopeful sign. With all of the empty hospitals, and we'll, we can talk about this later, too, another news story, but it talks about all the empty hospitals, about all the people who are staying away from the hospital, maybe they too will discover that they can care for their own health better than the health professionals, ma'am. In many cases, there's no doubt about that reality. A couple of quick things we want to mention. Um, Two things. One, are they going to hold these rallies going forward? And two, why are they doing this? Lowell had an incredible conversation. We've got to give you the summary of in seconds. 
I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. All right, I got to cut out the music. We don't have time. Lol, uh, is this are these rallies going to happen again? They are, Sam. Uh, pre people were talking to each other there, um, wanted to do it every Saturday until the shutdown ends, Sam. And what's going to happen in terms of uh, this deal? People are kind of saying, "Well, why is this all happening?" Uh, you guys had some interesting answers. One answer from Gary, I think, was the most poignant. Gary D. Barnett. Uh, he uh, lives in Montana. Uh, he. His answer to the question is, uh, well, any number of the following things. Mon monetary restructuring, right, to basically covering for the demise of the dollar. Population control, and I've read articles about the damage and deaths that vaccines cause populations in Africa where they're often tested. Mandatory vaccination, we've sort of talked about that. Uh, that's what the UN, uh, or the WHO's uh, global and the globalists. Uh, objective. That's the Bill Gates Foundation and Fauci. They want to, to mandate vaccines. Um, the fourth thing he mentioned, digital money systems. That's tied kind of like the monetary restructuring. Social scoring and surveillance. China's already doing that. And other liberties fatal to liberty. Other agendas, sorry, fatal to liberty. That's his answer to that question. Sam, why did the globalists do this pandemic? And I think that's worth mentioning for sure. You know, I believe yeah. population control mandated vaccines are one of the biggest. Yeah, um, you know, they're they're already doing mandating um, uh, uh, vaccinations in Argentina as, from, as of January of 2019. So they've been doing it for over a year. Um, but I'm sure that's their, their, their goal, Sam. They want to see the day when you cannot get a driver's license unless you can produce 
a certificate of vaccine uh, vaccination. They, you know, they're going to, and they're going to ride that pony all the way to uh, as far as they can take it. And if people are, are compliant, then that's, that's what we're going to get folks. We have, we have to uh, rise up and, and, and protest this type of uh, behavior by our public servants. All right, folks. Ron Paul wrote an article, which we don't have time to cover, but I want to highlight it and point you to ronpaulinstitute.com to learn more. Ron Paul, quote, a health care patriot act, and they're literally working on one in government. Ron Paul documents it quite well. I've highlighted this, and people don't believe me when I bring it up, but it's a coming, folks. Ron Paul Institute, uh, I guess it's .org, to learn more about that. Now, I guess the unseen death toll of COVID-19 measures, Tom McClintock writes this one. Lol. He is a U.S. representative from California, and, um, and so he's supposed to, you know, in other words, he's not towing the, the, uh, the politically correct line. He's actually talking about the unseen death toll of COVID-19, basically the governmental response to COVID-19. That's causing death, he claims. And, um, you know, we, we, that was a big theme, by the way, at the rally Saturday. People were talking a lot about the impact, the adverse impact of the governmental response and how it's causing more deaths than the virus ever could. And, uh, so he says the number of poverty related deaths being set in motion by deliberately plunging millions of Americans into poverty and despair. 22 million American workers have filed for unemployment benefits since the shutdown began a month ago, Sam. Goldman Sachs predicts the economy will shrink 34% in the second quarter, with unemployment rising to 15%. And so what does McClintock write here? He writes this. He says, until the COVID-19 economic shutdown, the poverty rate in the United States had dropped to its lowest in 17 years. What does this mean for public health? A 2011 uh, Columbia University study funded by the National Institutes for Health estimated that 4.5% of all deaths in the United States are related to poverty. Right now, let that sink in. 4.5%, that's almost 5%, or 1 in, you know, uh, 1 in uh, 20 deaths in the U.S. related to poverty. Over the last four years, Sam, 2.5 million Americans have been lifted out of that condition meaning that 7,700 fewer poverty-related deaths each year. That's the end of his quote. Now, Sam, you can, you and I can both easily guess that these gains over the past few years have just been wiped out by the current shutdown. Millions of Americans will fall back into poverty this year. It's happening right now. Every day we wait, not opening businesses, you know, another bunch of Americans fall back into poverty that will result in an increase in the number of poverty-related deaths, many, many more than the number of COVID-19 deaths, I'm sure. That is sobering reality, Sam, and McClintock is courageous to lay it out there like he's doing here. And then he strings together a powerful series of questions. I just have to, to quote this one more paragraph from his article, Sam. He says, how many Americans have postponed their medical appointments indefinitely so hospitals could keep their beds open for COVID-19 patients? How many of the 1.8 million new cancers each year in the U.S. go undetected for months this year because routine screenings and appointments have been postponed? How many heart, kidney, liver, and pulmonary illnesses will fester while people's lives are on hold? 
How many suicides or domestic homicides will occur as families watch their livelihoods evaporate before their eyes? How many drug and alcohol deaths can we expect as Americans stew in their homes under police-enforced indefinite home detention orders? How many new cases of obesity-related diabetes and heart disease will emerge as Americans are banished from outdoor recreation and instead spend their idle days within a few steps of the refrigerator? End of quote. <laughs> what do you think about Well, they're incredible questions, questions, and I would simply submit that they're not willing to talk about any of these. I hear none of this in the press briefings, none of this in the mainstream press. Uh, in fact, if you have conversations at home, your, your family is going to literally divide and end up like the Hatfields and the McCoys if you start bringing up stuff like that. People are going to already criticize you, Lowell, for hugging anybody. How irresponsible can you ignorant people be? And they're just going to go ballistic. I've had a few conversations even in my family about this, and people get crazy. Crazy um, over this discussion, and they're literally dividing people and deceiving people over the principles of liberty and tyranny right now in your face. And I'm telling you right now, this uh, division is not going to go away anytime soon. Have you You're seen that division among people too? Well, yeah, yeah. You've got it right on the head. And, and McClintock goes on to say, he said, such consider, uh, well, such considerations meaning. Uh, considerations of the adverse impacts of the shutdowns, he says. These considerations are always raised and always, I'm sorry, rarely raised, but always ignored. He's talking about, you know, discussions among uh, policymakers in Congress. Uh, he's a congressman. He's back there. He's trying to talk about it. And he's telling you and me that that they are being ignored. He says, instead, policymakers fixate on epidemiological models that have already been dramatically disproven by actual data. They don't care up there in Congress, Sam. They don't care that you've lost your job. They don't care that the number of calls to domestic abuse hotlines has just gone skyrocketing, Sam. They don't care that uh, the unemployment figures are, 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 are way above 22 million now and, and, and continuing to go up. They simply do not care. All they can do is talk about, oh, this dreaded disease is so contagious. Yeah, well, what about the 12 million abortions, baby, this year and so far in the U.S. alone? 12, over 12 million abortions this year, Sam. In, in, yeah, that's from now to April, from January 1st to April 20th. That's, uh, that's 1.3 abortions every second, Sam. Just to give you all perspective, one abortion. Did you say 12 million abortions, baby? Oh, man, I did, man, but. 12 million abortions so far this year. You can, you, yeah, and that's a, an astronomical number. How come that's not a concern? How come we're talking about, you know, 25 uh, COVID-19 deaths here in Utah this year instead of uh, the, the thousands of abortions that are happening in Utah? Why? I just, it boggles my mind, Sam. We're talking about the wrong things here. Amen to that. And that's why this is so poignant and such a battle. I'm telling you, people are melting down. And the more you get caught up on reality, the more frustrated you get. But the more ignorant others are, the more frustrated they get is the problem. Kurt, you want to respond to that? Hmm, I One thing I did want to mention uh, is that I know where they got a really good flyer that they handed out um, on Saturday, by the way. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, when you when you see you gotta uh, explain this what's people, happening, Kurt. they don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> OK, Sam, we want to explain it. 
Sure. As far as I understand, you printed them at uh, Patriot Printing, right? And that yes, uh, opportunity is available for many folks who need to uh, support their rallies and their flyers. If it's liberty-minded and you're a friend of ours, then it's a service offered at incredible discounts uh, for people who really need to tell the tale of liberty. And Kurt and Patriot Printing are here to help. If you want to learn more, get Raw Honey delivered directly to your door and ask about Patriot Printing today. You can do so a bunch of ways. Localhoneyman.com. You can text or call 801-669-2211 or email Kurt at libertyroundtable.com. How's that? And it's interesting how, uh, thank you, Sam. Uh, it's interesting how many of uh, these stories will say stuff like, oh, man, you can't have that, uh, you know, raising those prices in these uh, tougher times because it's against the law. And I'm like, yeah, what's the, what about the average store where they charge you 10 times what we charge on the price of printing? Uh, you know, and yet, uh, you know, I'm thinking somebody's got to be checking on that. Not really. I don't want the government doing it, but, you know, your that's point's the way poignant. They no doubt about it. And your point about solutions and opportunities and Americans working together uh, is valid uh, as well, Kurt, for sure. The untold death toll or the unseen death toll. Of COVID-19 measures, Tom McClintock, incredible article. Before we run out of time with Lowell, though, I've got to highlight, as you mentioned, flyers. Shut down setbacks, three rally flyers. Lowell? Yeah, it was awesome. I figured you were behind some of these flyers, Kurt. You did such a good job on them. Attractive flyers, three flyers I came home with from Saturday. One talked about the number of adverse consequences of the shutdown, Additional stress that undermines the immune systems of the body, the rise in jobless claims, 33,000 in Utah in the last 30 days, depression, addiction, suicides, being deemed non-essential, challenging your feelings of self-worth and so forth. Can you imagine the impact that has on the psyche of the workers uh, being deemed non-essential and being shut down, not being able to bring home the bacon for your family? Uh, it's just uh, it's, it's a ter- terrible pressure being Put on people, and on the flip side of that flyer, we see the, a hopeful side of the flyer. It, there is a picture of Sheriff Nichols from Maine, who said, "We will not be setting up a police state." Period. Uh, I thought that was very encouraging. Also, the quote from the uh, the U.S. Supreme Court, Norton versus Shelby: "An unconstitutional act is not a law. Confers no right. Poses no duty. Affords no protection. Creates no office." It is in legal contemplation as inoperative as though it had never been passed. Wow. So uh, a a, a hopeful side and a depressing side to the same flyer. It's in color. It was awesome. Uh, Second flyer talking about cooking the books, how the CDC is telling doctors to use COVID-19 as the cause of death on their death certificates. That's how they're cooking the books. Yeah, I wish President Trump would talk about the fake news coming out of the CDC, huh? Yeah, yeah. And Maybe we better shut that unconstitutional behemoth right on down. <laughs> That's right. Hey, by the way, did you guys see this incredible news story about Shake Shack? I've just become a big fan of Shake Shack. From what I understand, yeah, they Shake Shack... gave Sha- the money back. Go ahead, Kurt. Right. Shake Shack gave the money back. $10 million on their emergency loan. They just said, hey, we don't need it. You know, that's well, they impressive. didn't exactly say we don't need it. What they said was well, we have I mean, other sources of funding that we can tap yeah. into. And so we're going to give the money back because as far as we understand, big corporations have taken all the money and small business needs it. So we're going to give it back and get funding elsewhere. Uh, tremendous example, in my opinion. Thanks, gentlemen. Godspeed, Lowell. God save the republic. <laughs>